guys. We are on Truth and Coaching Podcast, and I'm here in the gym with Jordan. I am Joshua, of course. Uh, we're going to have a discussion today about something that is a little bit nebulous. It, it might be a little bit hard to define, but I think it's an important discussion to have. Um, but first, gym business, because this will be hitting like right at about the first of the year. Mm-hmm. And we did not do a Christmas classic uh, kettlebell meet. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. We just kind of ran out of time. And I think we poured all the juice into getting through, um, honestly, just getting through the last few weeks. A lot of people got sick, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But we're going to roll out a new format. This next year, there's going to be a kettle league where you accumulate points across every single event for a a giant trophy at the end. And by trophy, I mean like there will be an actual piece of hardware, but like there may be some really cool prizes associated with that as well. So So, exciting. Yeah, um, basically uh, I think it makes sense to have some continuity from event to event. Mm -hmm. And I mean, build up some points. Yes. That's the point. Um, (laughs) Exact format to be determined. I think we've got a few things to to model ourselves after in terms of how different Mm -hmm. leagues pursue this. But one of the biggest elements is gonna be participation. Yeah. Because for example, if you're in a soccer league Mm -hmm. and you get like, I think three points for a win, uh, four points if you get the bonus point for like winning by such a margin or whatever, and then maybe one point for a draw, Mm-hmm. Right, zero points for showing up. Well, uh, but, but like, but like, it's under this underlying assumption that everybody's showing up yes. and participating, right? But here, that assumption is not necessarily the same because mm-hmm. you might just want to uh, be doing your daily workouts, and you're fine with that, and that's not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. But taking the extra mile and saying, "Hey, I want to actually do a little bit of prep and test myself and put myself in the uncomfortable position where." there's actually a referee who's judging every rep that I've got, and mm-hmm. maybe some of them don't count. Oh, that's an uncomfortable <laughs> position to be in. It is. So, it gets frustrating when the rep doesn't count, and you're like, Because you did all this work. <laughs> exactly. And all this effort, and you're under pressure, and it's like, mm-hmm. what? What do you mean it doesn't count? <laughs> all that for nothing? Yeah, all that for nothing. But, um, but you know, it's a, a big pat on the back to anybody that wants to put themselves in a Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of a fishbowl. Yeah. And have other people look at them while they work out. And it can be a healthy challenge, too, yeah, I think. Absolutely. I think it's good psychologically, but uh, we're going to start giving a little bit more uh, recognition for that. I so like it. It's going to be a fun year. We'll see how it plays out um, across the whole cycle. Anyways, uh, announcements done. This is going to be an interesting topic to wrestle with. Uh, what is fitness entertainment and I'm gonna suggest that it's a little bit of a mental condition mm-hmm. right and uh, it's something that's afflicting a lot of people right now and buying into a fitness as entertainment mindset is killing your results mm-hmm. I will make that uh, bold assertion and I will not back off of that If you have a, my workout needs to entertain me or a, my food needs to entertain me mindset, Mm -hmm. you're not getting the results that you should be getting or that you could be getting. Yes. You're dramatically selling yourself short Mm -hmm. and you are spreading bad vibes around 
and possibly getting yourself a little bit of a bad reputation and just like no good things come from this. Um, but Jordan, you wanted to set a little bit more of a, an expectation with the audience here on this. And I think that's fair. Go ahead. Yes. Um, so before we get into it, um, just want to prep you guys. We're not trying to offend anyone or step on anybody's toes. We just think it's a healthy topic to talk about in case if you are, you know, in this fitness entertainment situation and you're not getting the results that you're wanting, this might just be a good way to kind of look outside of your, um, outside of your box, I guess. I don't know if that's the correct term and trying to see it from someone else's vision and gain a different understanding. Yeah. So. And you know, what's interesting sometimes too, is to see yourself from the outside, mm -hmm. right? That can be shocking and alarming. Um, but it's helpful. Uh, Truth cannot be helped, mm -hmm. right? And I'm, we're exploring a concept and I'm kind of raising a flag on this saying, hey, this is a dangerous thing to look out for. But even while I know there's truth in what we're about to talk about and it, if it offends you, I can't do anything about that. No. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm mm -hmm. trying to help you. Exactly. Right? But I can't help it if you get offended. Um, I'm just not going to try to be offensive as I do it. Uh, but you're gonna get to join us on this conversation for a little bit of building the concept. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think it's widely understood and I don't think it's widely written about. Mm -mm. I just I know there's something wrong. There's something wrong with the American mindset and the approach to how they should get things. Mm -hmm. You could call it a little bit of a fast food. Yeah. Mindset. Yeah. Maybe the customer is always right mm -hmm. mindset. You know, I always thought personal training is a little bit like being a waiter. A little bit. I would agree to that. But it's not. It's like being a waiter that tells you what you should do and can do. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when somebody walks in the door, like you have to serve them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're also kind of kind of bossing them around a little bit. It, it, that's a little extreme. You know, it's more like. Hey, this is what we got going on today. And you're still pulling up the implements and you're pulling up the food and like serving up the metaphorical food. Right. Right. But, um, this is not pizza planet. <laughs> pizza fitness. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you are, you're waiting on your people in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's this mentality that, you know, give me what I want. And if you can't deliver what I want, you're going to go find then the next you, thing. You must not be credible. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a, uh, there's actually a really, really interesting kind of, uh, ancient, it's actually a prophecy. Um, and I don't, I'm not like super into sensationalism, but this is interesting. It says, uh, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers one after another to satisfy their own desires and support the errors that they hold. I feel like you see that in every area of life, but social media and the internet have actually made this possible. Mm -hmm. Like it's creepy because if you're living in the middle ages or whatever, like you are trying to just stay alive. You're trying to make food and you're trying to avoid grievous injury. And you know, you, uh, 
maybe have some community, but like you're not going around and saying, oh, who's going to be my stretching teacher? And who's going to be like my speed teacher? And who's going to be my power teacher? And who's going to be like my centeredness teacher? Mm -hmm. And who's going to be my mindfulness teacher? And who's going to be my nutrition teacher? And who's going to be my uh, this and that? And like, it's, it's too far. And the fundamental issue is that a human, when you have too many teachers, you just go around in circles and you don't go in the direction that you need to go mm -hmm. and nothing gets accomplished. Right. I saw one guy. It was kind of a, a success guy. You know, this is a, maybe he's a millionaire or a success guru, whatever. I don't remember his name. So <laughs> how good can he be? <laughs> right? But, um, his practice was to fire his personal trainer every single year and get a new one. That's a little extreme. Yes. Now he did it specifically uh, to keep things fresh, or like to keep people on their toes, or maybe he was just an asshole. I hmm. don't know. Right. But I'll say this, that's a little more focused mm -hmm. and that's a little bit better than what some people do, mm -hmm. which is like sign up and then, oh, you're not getting me in shape fast enough the way that I think I should be in shape fast enough. Mm. And then they just leave when they didn't have super defined goals to begin with. Exactly. Or maybe they're not even capable of it. Mm -hmm. And this gets to ironic extreme where, um, you have the, the person, this has actually happened with me with a client who's probably 270 pounds. We're talking like morbidly obese but kind of mobile mm -hmm. for what they are. So like capable of a few things, like can actually move around and, and capable of doing some intensity. Um, just getting so upset with my training methodology hmm. because I'm not working him hard enough in the way that he thinks he needs to be worked. You know, never mind he can barely do a push up. Mm -hmm. You know, and that just is like, well, what are you gonna do? You're going to go find somebody else. You're going to go find an app. You're going to go find this right. or that. You're going to download a bunch of stuff and, and rant and rail and mm -hmm. rave. And this guy would send me pages long emails telling me exactly how it was wrong and this and that. And then after a few months, he eventually was like, I don't think this is working. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. It's time <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> right. Because one of my core values is help your customers. Mm -hmm. Now, in retrospect, this particular individual was so toxic, I should have fired this one. Mm -hmm. But we're talking like one person out of 200. Right. Right. I've never considered firing mm -hmm. somebody for not getting results or firing somebody for having questions. Right. Right. But it's, it's that symptom of like, is there always, the grass is always greener on the other side mm -hmm. or do our workouts actually need to be entertaining? I, I don't think, I think with the entertainment part of your working out, I think it might be a good idea for someone who's just starting or who's trying to get back into fitness. And if they're just like specifically, I had a client who was a semi-professional athlete and the only thing that they did was, you know, train for the specific sport and kind of mm -hmm. forgot how to have fun while working out mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. stop working out altogether because they didn't know what else to do. So trying to like when they're first starting up again or just starting, trying to make it a little bit more fun, like, hey, there's other things you can do besides like going and doing squats every single day or doing bench press every single day, something like that. Giving them ideas of other things to do can make it more fun, but having your workouts every single day be 
entertaining. I think it, someone just gets distracted. And like we you mentioned earlier, you're not going to get the results that you want. That's or really need. true. Um, there's a difference, though, between wholesome learning mm-hmm. and like wholesome education and the process of acquiring skills. Mm-hmm. But for that to be a very healthy thing, it should almost be in that like skill acquisition zone. You know, imagine being um, in school or, or maybe uh, learning with, uh, with your dad about like using tools in the garage or having to do a project mm-hmm. and it didn't come out perfectly or you didn't do it right or, you know, you cut the two by fours wrong, but you had to work through issues and you had to learn how to do it better. And then the next time you made the next cut, it was better. Or, um, you know, maybe home ec for class or something like that or shop class or something like that. Um, that's almost the problem process of becoming a good exerciser and developing a good body. Mm-hmm. It's not the uh, like the titillation of sitting down and watching a TV show. Right. And it's definitely not a uh, it's not a binge mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, the ability to Netflix and chill and watch your favorite show for two seasons worth in one day. People are bringing that mentality to the gym. Yes. Yes, that they are. And they want to have all this, like, super sexy, super, like, modern Mm -hmm. uh, methodology thrown at them without understanding where that methodology comes from. Right. Talk to me about Instagram. Instagram. (laughs) Uh, People... What do you mean about Instagram? Just like posting their workouts and it's showing the results that they have before they started? I think it's a little bit culpable, Instagram, yeah. because it is so attention grabbing. Never mind that successful Instagrammers uh, can be very fake in the way that they present what mm-hmm. they're looking at. And I'm specifically talking about physique models. Mm-hmm. Like anywhere from um, like synthetic implants that go in between the clothes and the skin. Right. So it's not like they've had plastic surgery, mm-hmm. but like they like enhance certain body parts. Right. Right. Um, or there's certain like pants now, even like um, spandex that yeah. will make a woman's butt look more luscious and bigger than what it really is that's just because of how the shorts or pants look yeah. and how it's supposed to form. That's, that's crazy. Um, but even the fact that somebody can get in uh, like prime like photo shoot condition mm-hmm. like you would for a physique competition mm-hmm. and then during that they make a lot of their content right and then slowly trickle it and they could have like 20 to 30 costume changes mm-hmm. in a single photo shoot and then with a good social media manager all of those images can get trickled out right to make it look like this person is constantly in that level of shape mm-hmm. when they're not yeah. And get to that level of shape two or three times a year, if that. Exactly, yes. Right? So and it's very fabricated. Mm-hmm. So people are expecting to binge on that. And just um, not understanding the actual, like what it actually takes to get in shape and to get yes. a certain physique that you want. So there's the image side of that. Mm-hmm. But then the other side of the image side is this idea of what should fitness professionals be bringing to the table. And you'll see... Uh, Instagram videos or Mm -hmm. YouTube shorts, very, very distracted um, techniques because it looks cool or it looks innovative or it looks Mm -hmm. unique or um, the the functional fitness space, 
right, were in the functional fitness space, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means anymore. Like, like <laughs> what does functional fitness mean? I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's like functional fitness. I don't know, being able to run properly, just being able to do something properly. I and think <laughs> it used to mean that people are trying to train the way the body actually moves versus getting stuck on a machine mm. that's more one size fits all. Because people don't, mm-hmm. all their dimensions, you don't fit on every machine. And right. if you're pushing a machine that has hinges and levers, you're forcing your own joints to adapt to that. And so um, it used to be like, oh, we're going to train you to do things that the body should do well in real life and in sport. Then it turned into functional fitness meant CrossFit. Then people found out that CrossFit was like, maybe not great for you Mm -hmm. because it was like just a few movement patterns repeated over and over and over um, in a destructive way. Right. And then there was backlash against that. So then anything that looked like CrossFit that wasn't CrossFit was functional. Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's just a stupid brand. It is. But what I take functional fitness to mean, we're going to have to construct a definition right here, is it's helping you move the way your body should move. Yes. The tool should be agnostic. But what I think somebody who has this, dare I say, mental sickness of needing fitness entertainment, they think that a functional fitness coach is going to hit them with a bunch of bells and whistles mm-hmm. and make their workouts uh, fresh and different Something they haven't seen before. Yeah, something yeah. they've never seen before. In a way that's not oriented on skill acquisition. Mm-hmm. Like somehow they're just going to get hit with this bizarre thing and have this like movie theater experience almost. And uh, with that movie theater experience, somehow they're going to get the body that they want. Mm-hmm. But that's not reality. That's not how it works. You know, reality is what's actually good for you is becoming consistent. Mm-hmm. What's actually good for you is loading movement that you're doing well to overload mm-hmm. and then coming back and getting stronger at that progressive overload. Mm-hmm. Push-ups are good for your body. Yes. Deadlifts are good for your body. Squats. Squats are good for your body. Learning to pull with your back muscles, that's good for your body. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to get better at it, you're going to have to do a lot of it. So I think you're just also going to have to under, like, get it in your head, too, that some workouts, they're going to be boring. Yep. And you just need to push through those boring workouts because I think that honestly just makes you mentally stronger getting through those not-so-fun, not-so-cool workouts. Yeah. I mean, we do boring workouts. I hate to say it, but there are some workouts I just, I'm not super happy with, but I know for me, for my body, it's good for me. And mentally like being able to push through those workouts, it's going to make me a better like person mentally and physically stronger. Yeah. And there is an element of, uh, character development in that. There's yeah. an element of focus mm-hmm. that has to get developed. It's so easy to get distracted during those, those workouts. To be honest with you, if you cannot focus on a single exercise, mm-hmm. 
who is going to who thinks that they can actually do better on a bunch of distracted exercises? You're not going to do them well. Mm -mm. Like we don't need a ridiculous circuit where you're flying off the handle, going from station to station to station. You're not doing them well, right? Um, the uh, Craig Weller from uh, Precision Nutrition, and also I think he's associated with Strong First. He calls it the land of infinite distraction. We've talked about this before, and people will be like, oh, coach, should I be doing XYZ exercise? And really where this stuff comes from is good coaches, good physical therapists, uh, good personal trainers <clears throat> assigning corrective exercises to help somebody address their unique body issues. Mm -hmm. These like tertiary exercises that help you align your spine or help you put your shoulder in a healthier position or uh, help you loosen up your ankles or your hips or whatever. Like that's where that stuff applies mm -hmm. and it needs to intelligently apply to you so that you can get better at exactly. doing your squats and your deadlifts and your pushups, mm -hmm. right? And your basic presses. Yes. So yeah, that, that land of infinite distraction, um, other people are calling this out and I'm just calling it like the fitness entertainment mm -hmm. mental sickness. Right. Um, anyways, it's a great way to define it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually kind of happy with, with how we had that discussion and put that together. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's talk a little bit less about the problem and talk a little bit more about the solution. Um, the solution is consistency. We call it blocking and tackling in, actually that's, I mean, it's in a very American expression, blocking and tackling. We yeah. call it that in the military. Okay. When we're doing basic tactics. I've only heard it in football. <laughs> right, like, like basic tactics that work. Mm -hmm. We call it blocking and tackling. Like there are some risky special operations things out there and sometimes they work because it's the correct application mm -hmm. for a ridiculously risky mission that people are doing everything that they can to reduce risk on. But sometimes to win on the battlefield, you just have to have good fields of fire mm -hmm. and a bit of a like defensive position that's got some reinforcement on it and it's got some survivability positions and you just need to aim and hit what you're aiming at. Yeah. Right? Or on the offense, you just need to set up a support by fire and then have the offset assault force go through. Like basic stuff, you just need to do it really, really well. Mm -hmm. And that's why we call it blocking and tackling because like football, uh, love it or not, is so like deeply seared into the American consciousness. Right. I mean, the Packers, this is a football, you know, the, the fundamentals that you get at training camp, they still apply. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how strong you are. You're probably still doing push-ups. You're probably yeah. still doing squats, right? It doesn't matter how specialized you are. You're still taking care of your body through a strength and conditioning regime. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those fundamentals never go away. I've heard the complaint, uh, the problem with this exercise and nutrition stuff is you have to keep doing it if you want to stay that way. <laughs> right? And one guy that I'm pretty close to said that, and I was just like, that is like the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
I mean, yeah. Did, <laughs> if you stop doing it, do you think he does? He think it's just going to continue on? Like, he's just going to continue staying healthy and staying fit if he stops doing those things? It, it's it's this uh, mentality that like I want to live the lifestyle that I'm living, but I want a different result. <laughs> Right? So somebody like that doesn't want to exercise. Somebody like that doesn't want to change how they're eating at all. Mm. But what's going to happen? You could, you could even get the best results in the world and go back to how you were, and you would just go back to the way you were. Like, change yeah. is required of you. You have to go through a, some personal growth on that and be willing to go through those stages of making those official changes like okay I can't go back to the way I was eating before and I can't go back to you know not continually like being consistent with working out you have to be willing to make those changes yeah the uh they say like oh it's a lifestyle that's true that's really true but that's such a I don't know it's like such a glib comment oh it's a lifestyle <laughs> yeah but like what does that mean it means you got to be relentless. It means you have you're, you have to be willing to make. I don't know. I just said you have to be willing to make those changes if you want those results yeah. and keep those results. Well, and the blocking and tackling. It means the blocking and tackling never goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to football. Uh, you know, it, like, like imagine a team that just stopped blocking and tackling. It doesn't matter how good the receivers are. It doesn't matter how good their quarterback is. Mm-hmm. You will not win games. Right. You have to constantly do it. There are occasionally teams that have like a very flashy offense. And, you know, as fun as it was to watch Peyton Manning with the Broncos and like their, their quote, like Star Wars numbers that they were putting up and uh, like all the like ridiculous plays that they would constantly call, like that guy was a major exception. He's a, a different kind of guy and he was incredibly intelligent and this this uh is nothing to say anything about his work ethic Mm -hmm. because it was obviously phenomenal but teams that do basics really really well that aren't flashy right have a much higher percentage Mm -hmm. of wins there's a, a contemporary example right now um philadelphia eagles they have this quarterback sneak that is insane the media is calling it the tush push. <laughs> Apparently, they hate that and uh, prefer to call it the brotherly shove. <laughs> Sounds more manly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the last year, 2022, there were 36 of 39 conversions on this. This is a quarterback sneak that they do. Mm-hmm. And they just get really, really low. And they just push. And then they push the quarterback. And they get in there and do it. It's actually um, a little bit rugby-derived which is a predecessor to American football, and there Mm -hmm. are fundamentals that still apply in there, and there's just some basic physics. Like, it doesn't rely on somebody's fingers or, like, butterfingers or whatever. They just get incredibly low, Mm -hmm. and they push incredibly hard, and they're incredibly tight, and defenses can't stop it. Um, I think they're over 90% at this point in the season, over the last (laughs) two seasons. Last stat I heard was something insane, like 59 out of 63. Uh, The article I'm looking at now is in October, so it's a little bit out of date, but that's basics. Yeah. That's because they have the basics down. Yeah. They, uh, 
they were at the Super Bowl last year. Wouldn't be surprising if they had a great playoff run again this year. But on that play, mm-hmm. they're almost unbeatable. Right? How would you like to be unbeatable in your leg strength? Yes, please. Or, Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Unbeatable in your core strength, right? What's that going to take? Consistency. Relentless drilling. Mm-hmm. Relentless means you never stop. Right. Relentless means you keep getting better at the mm-hmm. basics. Um, I'll say this. I don't think style equals distraction. You what can, do you mean by that? Okay, you can be going to a gym that has a style. Right? And I'm not, uh, not necessarily like calling out any particular fitness community here. Um, not that I'm afraid to do that, but I just don't think this concept, I think it's more of a mental sickness with the consumer, not mm-hmm. with the business. Right? Although there are some businesses that I do think are kind of tailoring themselves to that. Mm-hmm. And they tend to not last as well. They tend to not be as um, robust because they've gone in, in a specialization way that's catering to people that want something flashy. So like a lot of lighting, mm-hmm. screens, you know, like glow in the dark classes and stuff like that. Things that are gimmicky. Like <laughs> if it's gimmicky, you know, it's gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's grounded in basics, it's grounded in basics. So like for that reason, I, I mean, I would not call CrossFit fitness entertainment. No, I don't. I would agree with that. I wouldn't either just because there are, there's a purpose to it. I mean, you are getting good workouts and when you get the fundamentals down and you're able to apply them properly during certain lifts. They might be a cult though. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. No, they're, they're the very tribal. They yes. have developed an atmosphere and people that love that, they go for it. Now it does break a lot of people, which I'm not crazy. It does. About. Yes. So like, it's like a high attrition tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm a victim of it too. So you are the weakest link. You are excommunicated yes. from the tribe. Right. I um, was broken. <laughs> yeah. That, but they have developed this grinded out mentality. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about some workouts. You just have to, the expression is get stuck in. You know, it's like a kind of like English expression or maybe like an English diaspora, Australian, South African expression. It just means like get your nose in the dirty work Mm -hmm. and just don't relent until you're done with it. Yeah. Some workouts have to be like that Mm -hmm. and they can be incredibly simple. Right now I'm doing a uh, like a German volume form of hypertrophy training 10 by 10s. Yes. You do 10 sets of 10 reps of the same exercise with a strict minute of rest in between each. Mm-hmm. And it's challenging. Like it challenges your ability to focus mm-hmm. and your ability to recruit the right muscles. But over time, you can really feel yourself recruit those right muscles. Right. And you can increase that load. And that's a whole heck of a lot safer than getting in and just like slinging some weights around yeah. like without a same as you can. <laughs> right? Yeah. Consistency <laughs> is what gets the job done. Um, I think there's also a place for like healthy community, healthy, wholesome activities. Like people need fun. Mm-hmm. People need events. I'm not saying your workouts should be mean or bad. But like you might perceive that at first. 
Yeah. And it's okay for a good coach to make it lighthearted. Like this doesn't need to be a dark cloud, right? Mm -hmm. But it does mean you probably need to do squats and deadlifts and push-ups. <laughs> That's never going away. No, they're going to stick with you. And if you think you're the exception, holy moly. Think again. Yeah, like <laughs> human body works the way it does. Everybody has individual uh, issues that need to be addressed, but that's where good coaching addresses it with mm -hmm. tertiary exercises. Exactly. The primaries are all going to have a lot of commonality. I think the, maybe, I don't think I talk too much about this. The same thing happens with nutrition. People wanting something new and exciting. Yeah. And not just sticking to the basics. Just need to be entertained. Yeah. And your mouth is a, is a wonderful theater mm -hmm. for things to happen in. But how often do you have to go to the movies? I mean, entertainment in general. Like, how much YouTube do you watch on a given day? Mm -hmm. And you end the night with TV. Right. Right? And, and if you end it with TV, do you watch one show? Do you watch five? Do you watch seven? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, do you constantly have to be filling yourself with thoughts that other people are thinking? Right. Too many teachers. <laughs> Find something that tickles your fancy. Right? Maybe, maybe you just need two or three basic breakfasts and you just cycle through them and you right. get really good at making them and they're wholesome mm -hmm. and they taste like good, simple, healthy food. And then maybe you just need four or five basic dinners. You know, if you're a really good planner, mm -hmm. maybe six or seven or eight and you right. rotate through them. Right. But basic dinners that deliver you and your family good nutrition and you don't constantly have to be having the thing that's new or novel or something just super fancy because it gets too it can get too complicated and yeah. then you know once it starts getting too complicated you're just you kind of give up on yourself and I've been guilty yeah. with that too just yeah. trying to make something really fancy for meal prepping for the week yeah and because it tastes really good and it has all this extra nutrition in it but then I don't follow through on eating it or I don't make it again the next week because yeah. I was like wow that was a lot of extra work that really didn't need to happen and so I think a lot of people get mixed up in that, just especially when they try to post it, they want to make it look really nice and fancy. Some people, not everyone, but I think that can be part of the mental thing too with it. But why are they posting it? Because they want to show people that... What people? Huh? What people? I don't, people who are distracted and who are looking for the new and sexy thing. Just people online. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're an acquaintance with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're part of a bigger friend group or a club, but like, you're just trying to get people to push the like button. Yeah. That's such a cheap hit. It is. Yeah. It's, it's literally like artificial entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's not wholesome. Like, I, I, and I, uh, I stopped social media um, participating in social media like three years ago. Mm -hmm. One of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, and because of that, it is possible that we're not accelerating the business as fast as we could because I'm not going to manage the social media, right? We're, yeah. just, we're taking a slower route. It's a healthier route. Um, but 
that uh, that feeling of the cheap hit, the cheap like, oh, I got 50 likes. Mm-hmm. You know, why does this guy always get 80 on everything he does or whatever? You know, but I would so much rather uh, that you came over for breakfast mm-hmm. and I made you like an innovative omelet. Right. And you were like, wow, that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Or like, I would so much rather take a picture of this breakfast and be like, Jordan, check this thing out that I made. It was so good. And it was awesome. And you'd be like, wow, Josh, that looks really good. Like that's a meaningful personal interaction. Right. And it's not based on cheap entertainment. Everyone else. It's based on check this out. Like, I think this is going to work. I'm really excited about this recipe. I'm going to make more of it or sharing like, hey, bad idea. Like, don't put ginger in that. <laughs> Josh, it tasted terrible. Don't ever make it for me again. <laughs> don't ever do it again. Right. Yeah. Then maybe, uh, maybe crushed a little bit. Um, you know, maybe a good way to, uh, words, broken thought stream help. Buffering. Yeah. The, the buffering. <laughs> I thought that was a week ago. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> hope this was helpful. Um, one of my fitness role models, Martin Rooney, the uh, training for warriors guy, he used to go to his affiliates and uh, like have parties there and they would have costume parties where you'd dress up as a vegetable <laughs> and then you would deadlift. Right. In your vegetable costume. In your vegetable costume. <laughs> I yeah, like so it. It was like the, uh, just his way to reinforce people need to lift heavy things. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the parameter though, like in a way that builds you up and not a way that breaks you down. Right. Right. So you do have to respect the weakest link, whether that's knees or back or whatever. Um, but you still need to lift heavy things. Mm-hmm. You don't want bad bone density when you're 70. Right? You don't want to have that lack of lean, strong muscle. You don't want your brain to not be able to coordinate all that. Mm-hmm. Lifting heavy things, absolute basic. And then eating your veggies. Yes. Right now, that's eating broccoli is not everything <laughs> in nutrition, but it's symbolic. Mm-hmm. It's symbolic of the basics. Yes. This is what you do to get strong. You eat right, you lift heavy. You eat right, you lift heavy. I like that. It doesn't need to change. No. You might need a little bit of coaching to help that get moderated mm-hmm. in the right dosage. But it really doesn't change. It really doesn't. Yeah. Pretty much sticks to the same thing. Yeah. So. I like that idea. We should do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you and I need to basically commit to combat the fitness, entertainment, mental illness. Mm-hmm wherever we see it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. It's not okay. Mm-mm. Like we need as a society, honestly, as a species to be less in our electronics, mm-hmm. more in the real world, doing more things more consistently, yep. uh, stopping the get rich quick crap, mm-hmm. stopping the get abs quick crap. Right. Right. Stick in and get your work done. Yes. And that's where lasting, peaceful, happy success comes from. Mm-hmm. I agree. Speech of the week is a little better, a little more. Hmm. It's been kind of serendipitous the way that these 
Like, I'm not doing this on purpose. It's just it's what's <laughs> it just up in happens. our curriculum uh, that we wrote, by the way. Uh, so speech of the week, a little better, a little more. This is for the person who is struggling to see their improvement. Mm-hmm. There are many ways that you can see your improvements, and we want them to be objective if possible, subjective if necessary. Mm-hmm. Right? When you are trying to make that consistency-based progress, we need to see what you did last time, mm-hmm. and then with the same exercise, you're going to try to beat what you did this time. Exactly. You yes. can beat it by increasing resistance. You can beat it by increasing repetitions. Mm -hmm. You can increase the time under tension, which is slowing down your tempo Mm -hmm. to make the work go into the muscle harder. You can decrease the rest between sets, or you can add sets. Those are all objective ways to make progress. The plan that you're on at any given time may dictate that one of those makes more sense than the other. But if you're getting better at those, you're making progress. It might be one rep. Which is huge. I mean, it might seem like a little number, but it's progress. It's better than not having anything change at all. Volume is sets times reps times weight lifted. Mm -hmm. If the total weight lifted over the workout goes up by 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. that's improvement. It's objective. Sometimes you need to do subjective priorities. Are you mentally engaged? Are you able to engage in that workout that you think is boring mm-hmm. and still have the satisfaction of the self-discipline of going through it? That will build self-respect. Yes. Are you moving easier and with less pain? Do you feel more in control? Are you contracting the muscle fibers better? And finally, do you feel fresher or less fatigued by the same amount of work previously? Mm-hmm. So try to find an objective measure or try to find a subjective measure or both. both. Chances are you'll see times where you increase them more quickly, but sometimes you have to look for those small little wins Mm. and do give yourself a small win. A little better, a little more is the way of progress. It is part of the art of consistency. Mm -hmm. See ya. See ya.